The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. But of course, a special thank you to all of our Patreon producers, especially Edwin Cowell, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Coach Mo, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, Mike Massick, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick. Thank you guys so much for your love and support. And uh, please spread the good word to somebody else that you think might enjoy the PSVG Podcast Network. Of course, there's other benefits simply than just, you know, the gesture of supporting us, of course. You get access to the PSVG DLC feed, which gets you all sorts of different types of shows, such as Board With Everything, um, the, the flagship DLC show. We have our dollar cinema going on. We're still continuing the Fast and Furious franchises. We have Strong Style, the wrestling show. There's just so many different things you can find there. And there's bound to be something for everybody here on the PSVG Podcast Network. So thank you all, everybody. If you'd like to join in, please, please, please head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Thanks, and on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast with more disappointing surprises than in the Animal Crossing Easter event. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, as always, is my zipper to my Tom Nook. That could be taking dirty children. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Lucas Rose. Hello. Or maybe I should say... <laughs> Do you have a bunch of eggs for me? I, I have so many eggs. I have so many... I have too many eggs, if, if such a thing were to exist. I'm not crafting enough. You know, not enough wreaths and be- egg beds or whatever. So I just got eggs uh, more than a chicken coop, I guess. That's, that's what fair. I'm saying here. That's fair. But a not disappointing surprise we have this evening is the delightful, the talented, the co-founder of Girls on Games, Miss Leah, coming all the way from the Great White North, if I'm correct. Why, hello, guys. And yes, I am. I'm in Toronto. Nice. Yeah. You got, you got your facts right for once. <laughs> it's true it's bound to happen every once in a while we're also known for being the least correct podcast but nine times out of ten we don't really care so that's hey, the biggest thing as long as you own it right like mm-hmm. and you're honest it's all good yep. <laughs> so for folks that may not be familiar with you and what you do give us a quick rundown of, of why they should know you why they should follow you and basically what you do on the interwebs sure so uh like you had mentioned i am the co-founder of girls on games which is a website girlsongames.ca that my co-founder Catherine and i started oh my god 2011 we've been doing this forever oh man <laughs> good for and, you uh, yeah it was actually started on a radio state a rock radio station website out of montreal show 97.7 so we started there kind of like uh, on a whim actually what happened is that uh, they needed to take down a segment called Babe of the Day, where uh, Catherine and I would pick scantily clad women in bikinis from iStock and post them on the website. 
<laughs> and uh, we needed to replace it because that was a big page view thing, right? Sure. So, right. Um, I'm sure it was. Conveniently yeah. at the right time, uh, a Ubisoft representative uh, handed one of the announcers a copy of Rocksmith, which te- teaches you how to play guitar. It's mm-hmm. not a beat game, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, it, who that announcer is a really good friend of mine, Jason Rockman. And he comes to me. He's like, Leah, you play games. Here you go. And then Catherine and I, who have recently connected, and because I had only just joined the company, we looked at each other and we're like, video games. Hmm, I wonder if they'll let us start a blog on this site. So we went and asked the uh, higher-ups, and the higher-ups were like, well, what do we have to do? So, uh, yeah, they we were like, nothing. We're the webmasters. We'll do it. Right. So, yeah, started there, got syndicated on a bunch of radio station websites, those radio stations got purchased by a bigger company, so we were a little nervous about that. Ended up uh, getting the blessing to start our own website. Did that. Had, had a whole bunch of girls and guys come, reach out, say they wanted to contribute. And we also thought, hey, we like to talk. Let's do a video game podcast. <laughs> and the uh, Girls on Games podcast was born. Um, it's been around, oh my God, we're on episode 253 now. So we've been doing it straight. I think we've only missed two weeks out of it. Um, where we usually have a pre-recorded thing and uh, we record every Wednesday night. It's uh, three girls and a guy chatting it up, talking video games, kind of like you guys do. Yep. It's all fast and loose and, you know, it's very much about catching up and a moment for us to uh, enjoy video games together and our addictions to that. And uh, yeah, we release it every Friday. You can find it on where all fun podcasts are found. And uh, yeah, so much fun. And I I love the fact that you guys are doing video game conversations too. And I thought it's time for us to chat, right? Absolutely. And see, there's another thing in common. Fast and Loose was uh, Lucas's college nickname. So it actually worked out great. You You weren't supposed to know that. (laughs) 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 But yes, it's a very, very uh, similar sounding... uh, origin story if you will you know hey we'll start a blog and that blog will turn into a podcast and the podcast will turn into 226 episodes later and, and you you're know, like woo that's yeah. a lot of work but i love it, it. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's been a weird trip i mean you guys have talked to a lot of big people big names and doing big things there too and like we recently have gotten a little bit you know we've gotten connections with the folks at ign and doing things with them too yeah. so it's like it's just a lot of fun celebrating other people's you know victories and something that was like hey this is a hobby let's try and do something with it and see people succeeding at it is awesome sure yeah and and that's what i love because i love the behind the scenes of it. I mm-hmm. like seeing how the sausage is made, you yep. know, like the, not just the video games, like the video games are important. I love seeing the back end of that and understanding it. Cause then I feel like I appreciate it more the craft, mm-hmm. but also for everybody around the video game industry, you know, be it esports live casters or how, and how an esports event is run, or it's how a media company handles it or how a streamer puts together their system. Like it's so fascinating because there's so many ways and people are doing some really cool stuff out there oh yeah i mean we've we've done things with uh david fox who is a developer maniac mansion like now Mm -hmm. he's dabbling in vr so like and it's been really cool to talk about his adventure from that perspective being like an old school you know coding jockey to being like hey he's doing lucas arts games to now like i'm you know, still following along all these years later, and I'm doing VR. And you know, we talked to Sean Baichu, who played Wrench in uh, Watch Dogs Sean, 2. Sean, I love Sean. He's awesome. What an amazing person that man yes. is. Oh yes. my God. Like we like we chat regularly. It's like these weird things that like never would have happened if we didn't just take this chance doing this thing. Like he reached out to me the other day saying, "Hey, hey, how are you liking Resident Evil 3? Because I really like two, and I don't know if I should buy it." People were kind of saying yes, mm. no, kind of back and forth. So it's yeah. just weird to be like, "Dude, you you're involved in making games. You're asking me like if you should, like." <laughs> I should be asking you if you think it's a good game. Like it's a weird thing, but 
we're here to talk about games, so let's do that. Let's start off a little bit what we've been playing. Um, ladies first, of course. So what have you been playing recently? Uh, the only addiction there is right now, which is Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, like, I need to put a big asterisk on this because like, obviously we're in our, our, our COVID, uh, uh, you know, mm. social isolation thing. Mm-hmm. But my normal day job has gone into overdrive because radio is an essential service. (laughs) So we have gone full tilt and I handle the digital side of it too. So it's been super busy, (laughs) but with even within that over the past 20 days, I've gotten 70 hours of animal crossing. it. So I think (laughs) my rhythm is now like work eight to nine hours, eat, play animal crossing bed, work eight to nine hours. Like it's pretty, my poor husband, (laughs) but still, It's such a good game, and it came out at just the right time. It did. It did. We've, we've said that a lot, too. Now, it, does your husband play as well? Not Animal Crossing. Uh, Mike okay. likes to play lots of other things. Um, yep. Anything from, like, normal, you know, sports games, you know, hockey, mm-hmm. NHL. You know, we are Canadian. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he likes a lot of first-person shooters. He's actually really addicted to, and this is going to be hard for me to remember the full name of it, and he's going to yell at me because I me- mess it up every time. There's this fishing game that's available on Game Pass, and my husband really likes fishing and watching um, vlogs of fisher people, YouTubers. Um, one of the guys is Scott Martin. He's a professional bass fisherman. So I think, and he's like the, the poster boy of this game. I think it's called fishing bass fishing pro world tour or something like that. Um, but it's there like sea so salt good. and fishing sim no. world pro tour. No. Okay. No, so that's on no. game pass now. So there must no. be more than one. Mm. Uh, yeah. There's another one and it's like, and he's tried so many different fishing games to find something that's actually legit. And uh, this game came out, I want to say, mm, maybe in fall of last year, but now it's on Game Pass. I think Dovetails, mm. the the company that makes it. But it's the first one where it's actually like bass tournaments where you're going oh, out okay. not, and fishing with like, you got to get five in the boat and they want to keep your biggest and all that kind of stuff, right? So he's really into that and itching to go actually fishing now. But this kind of like satiates him for the time being. Sure. Sure, it yeah. makes sense. Uh, we're we're seeing the reason I asked about the, your husband playing Animal Crossing is we're seeing a lot, at least in our community, where the unexpected side effects of our significant others wanting to play Animal Crossing and not letting us play it because they're busy <laughs> playing it. Uh, my yeah. wife has probably put in double the amount of time that I have, but I'm like, I introduced you to Animal Crossing back on GameCube. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> um, you know, my both my older daughters are playing it as well, so it's like I have to fight for time, and typically it's like in bed before i go to sleep i might be able to squeeze in an hour so stores are closed you know i'm, I'm selling yeah. stuff through the box and getting you know 20 percent less like Ouch. i don't really have a choice but yeah <laughs> yeah i mean he he has obviously witnessing me playing because i yeah. love playing like there's it's gorgeous on my big screen mm-hmm. tv and uh i have decided that i am dedicating a room in my house to him so it's going to have lots of guitar equipment sneakers because he's a huge sneakerhead, and uh you know some other he works for adidas so like some adidas stuff on the walls and things mm. like that so i've already told him and i'm slowly acquiring everything and like walking him through it and making him pick certain things like the walls ah. and the floor and stuff like that but i'm like this is the michael shrine <laughs> can you make one wall just flimsy fishing rods just all one wall just oh my god can like, you put them on one... the wall i don't know i didn't i never thought of that because i couldn't you put the guitar on the wall oh i know you can place them but i bet yeah you probably can't put them on the wall oh fingers it. crossed but I'm, it's funny I'll, you can I'll put sneakers after. on the wall i found that by accident and yeah. i was like yeah. That's weird. Like, why? But it's well, it makes, makes sense in the store because right. they can display it, right? That's so true. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm trying to mimic. 
but yeah, I did end up like taking every single uh, bunny day object and shoving it in a room, which was just like color overload. Yes. <laughs> like, wow. It's weird because like Animal Crossing, you know, historically the other games, like a lot of the sets would look good. It was aesthetically pleasing. And this one is just like Easter vomited peeps all over my room. Like it's just <laughs> it's not good looking at all. The outfits are weird. Like, if it, like I understood, you know, like you during an event, you want to give everybody enough chance, whether yeah. there's someone like me that plays three to four hours a day or someone who jumps in for a few moments here and there. You want to give them the chance to go and acquire everything. But if this was ha- like Halloween, I'd be like all over it. But right. Easter, I'm like, this is a little mm. cool. And like, I really like the Sakura Day stuff and I want that. Right, right. <laughs> and we don't get any other holidays. Like you'll, you'll get the 4th of July event or whatever they call it in Animal Crossing. It's like, but then you get nothing else until the fall. Like we're going to go for a long period of time with not any traditional holiday events in Animal Crossing, which has always been a big thing. You know, Christmas, Halloween, mm. you know, a Harvest Day, they, they would call it for Thanksgiving. Like all those ones had cool sets. Mm-hmm. Easter is not known for cool sets. No. it's bad they'll make something up though and make some sort Mm -hmm. of special thing but i was reading some people have been finding conversations that certain npcs are saying yeah where they're talking about um the dude who owns roost the The brewster uh, Brewster. Brewster. yeah i love a great name too i should remember that (laughs) but yeah like if that's coming that's fantastic and Mm -hmm. the idea of other stores and everything um kk slider just came to my village today nice um so i'm really looking forward to going in and starting to terraform and lay down the paths and all that kind of stuff i've really been holding off on that so i feel like i like i've had 70 something hours but i'm only like scratching the surface of what what i'm getting myself into which is awesome and driving my husband mad but that's okay (laughs) that's what we're here for Facts, facts. Um, so for me, I've been playing Animal Crossing too. I won't really get into that much more because there's not really much to say with, with the Bunny Day event going on. Like, I think I have almost everything I need to complete, air quotes, the sets on Bunny Day. Um, so it'll be good for that to go. But what I did play and kind of tore through, and I talked about it briefly last week, Lucas, was Resident Evil 3. Yeah. Done. Not that that's a big step because it was like I was one hour in, so I just did another two hours and I beat it. Um, super did you like short. it? I did. Yeah. Um, now I liked Resident Evil 2 a lot. That was one of my top games of last year. So I was excited for three. No, but I went in understanding it was going to be a short game. The original was a short game. Like, mm-hmm. so it, it, that didn't deter me from wanting to play it. It looks just as great. It plays just as great as last one did. It's just shorter. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because the amount of games that I play that don't end, uh, apex legends division two, like those games that just never stop. Yeah. I needed something that I could just play and beat and be done with. And it was a lot of fun, really well done. And I think it's it's if you liked Resident Evil 2, you will like this as well. Just understand it's going to be a short game. That's really kind of the only downside. Um, but with that Resident Evil Resistance, the multiplayer game, I dove into that today. Now, Lucas, are you familiar with that one at all? No, I was wondering. I'm like, I I, I saw something about it, some promotional art or something, but yeah. I have no idea what it is. So what it is, it's fully multiplayer online game. And it's very similar the way it plays to like Dead, Dead to Daylight, Dead by Daylight. So you have like one killer and then you have a team of people. Oh, okay. So in this, you have four people that are the players that are being put through an experiment done by the mastermind, which is the umbrella employee that's basically trying to kill you. Okay. Um, so all four people have to work together to unlock the doors and get through. Meanwhile, the killer, the mastermind is dropping in zombie dogs, dropping in zombies, plants, uh, sending up turrets on cameras. Like you're watching everything kind of similar to like Jigsaw Wood and Saw. Okay. Um, so he would he would watch everything from far away and kind of manipulate the traps. This is exactly how you do. So it's a four versus one, basically, as it goes through. 
Um, it is really cool and different than Dead by Daylight. Like it's not as gimmicky as like, hey, you just all have to fix these traps that take forever. It's mm-hmm. more like find these different pieces to unlock the room and go. But the mastermind is able to do a whole lot more than what the killer in Dead by Daylight would. Like basically he just had to hunt you down and get you. This yeah. one you're able to flip cameras, check different rooms, place traps strategically, you know, kind of just set things up the way you want to. And as the timer goes on, basically you have five minutes to get out is how it works. So they're, they're pretty short matches. Um, you're able to extend your time as the player by unlocking rooms, killing zombies, killing stuff, disabling traps. Uh, that will start giving you like 10 seconds more, five seconds more. But in the same regard, if he kills anybody on your team, you lose like 30 seconds. Now they'll respawn. So it's not like dead by daylight. Like once you're dead, you're dead. You can keep coming back. So it's basically either the get out or you run out of time and you're still trapped. Um, it is very different than the other games we've seen like this. So I, I actually appreciate it and enjoy it. It just seems to be really skewed towards the mastermind being able to win almost always. Um, mm-hmm. I had a really, really good team this morning on the third time I tried playing it and we actually won. I've never played as a mastermind yet, only as the survivors, but the team of survivors really has to work together. You can't have one person be like the rock star and everyone else kind of wandering around, not knowing what to do yeah. because you'll never get through it. You'll just get swarmed. Um, you can pick up credits by different weapons. You can get the assault rifles, shotguns, rocket launcher, stuff like that, but it all costs uh, currency that you, you start the match off with a little bit uh, and you can find some throughout the levels. And as you defeat things, you'll get pick up more. You can buy more upgrades, you know, hand grenades, uh, healing items are the only uh, obtainable through there. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun and, and just different, but it just seems to be right now a little skewed towards the mastermind being able to win because the first two matches, we got steamrolled and we were done like right away. Uh, but that third match, even though it's a five-minute timer, probably went on closer to 10 minutes because we kept surviving and kind of just squeaking through and keeping that counter going. And we barely made it out with five seconds left, I think is how we escaped. Oh, so that's awesome. it was really tight, but it was really cool to see how it's it's just different than those other Survivor games. Uh, it does have, as you go through, you earn credits, and you can level up and you can unlock different uh, cosmetics, different perks that your character can have, just like Dead by Daylight, you're able to upgrade your abilities. That's, that was going to be my question is if yeah. you like, leveled up your guy, your survivors. Exactly. And so there is yeah. some kind of grind and loop to make you want to keep going back in and play it's not like oh i play this and i'm good unless i'm in the mood if you want to develop certain characters because there's six in total you can pick from uh but there's only four per level and you can't pick the same character you know in each squad you can't have four of the same guy or girl uh so there's different abilities that each of these characters have that you can upgrade and, and kind of manipulate the way you want so you can really grind out somebody you like um and kind of unlock more and more stuff so it has that loop to keep you coming back same thing for the masterminds you can unlock different traps um, different cosmetics for your character too, even though you only see a portrait, but you really kind of upgrade your trapping abilities and your skill levels and the strength of your zombies and creatures um, through that loop as well. So it kind of gives you a reason to keep coming back and playing it. I can see them adding more maps, more characters down the line. It's kind of open to that, which I think Capcom, if they're smart, they'll do it. Um, one thing I did notice is matchmaking did take a while. So I don't think there's a ton of people playing this. It's not like Fortnite or Apex. You can drop in right away. Uh, it did t- take in some cases like three minutes to find five people to play a match with because that's all it's in the game so it's it's fun enough but it definitely gives you more value towards saying well resident evil 3 was really short but hey you have this at least to keep playing give you a reason to keep going back and doing stuff so hmm. yeah. that's pretty interesting yeah it is i, I mean I'll, yeah sorry good it's okay um yeah it's just feel i feel like there wasn't as much promotion for resident evil 3 like i knew it was coming out yeah. but yeah. i really didn't know when and i'm not a big zo- a zombie game player so like i feel like it missed a little bit mm-hmm. and i had no idea that resistance was part of it so yep. i think yeah, maybe yeah. that might be part of the problem of why there's I, not a lot of people there definitely playing. 
Definitely. Wonder, and I mean, you think about Resident Evil 3, too, wasn't as beloved as Resident Evil 2 was. No, definitely So I think not. 2 was easier to get people hyped about, where 3, they didn't, like you said, they didn't really market it very mm-hmm. well. So if somebody really liked 2, they're probably more opt to give 3 a chance had they known and kind of pushed it, saying like, hey, same great engine that was in Resident Evil 2 and now with Jill Valentine and blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do any of that stuff, and that seemed kind of weird. But I, I liked it. I, I don't regret playing it or anything like that. It means it just, it didn't, like, I don't think it'll be a game of the year candidate for me, although who knows? Because how many we don't even know how many we, games we are don't know come what we're out gonna this get. year. Yeah, I mean, after Final Fantasy VII, like, do we even know what's coming next? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I said for one of our other shows, the Nintendo show. I sent in a question saying, like, did Nintendo win from coronavirus because they didn't announce anything else? So they're not delaying anything because we never knew. They got Xeno. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing else coming out that they've and announced. If- and if what they that rumor is coming around or going around yeah. that is about like remastering all those games, that's just a license to print money. Yeah. So they don't have to do any marketing around this. Nope, yeah. not at all. So <laughs> they, they might win. The store. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but see, I mean, like I didn't get the feeling after I played Resident Evil 2. I was like, man, this is a game of the year candidate, even though we, I played that in February or March last year. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have the same feeling, but it's not because it's bad, but because it wasn't as surprising because it holds up just as well as two did. Mm-hmm. so two was like i've never played resident evil like this before looking like this and now three it's like oh this is just like two yeah it's and, and it's just long enough from the original release that there's that atmosphere of like resident evil is a thing and people are curious mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work to go back and try to play it again and it's oh, yeah. borderline painful because you know 3d games don't age well so mm-hmm. like this prime opportunity for all these people who've been like four years oh i'm really curious about that let's jump in just yeah. like final fantasy 7 is doing yeah, exactly. but yeah if you don't if you don't advertise it we don't know no one's gonna play <laughs> yep. one of the few games that have come out this year and still people didn't know it came out so yeah weird um yeah, but that's it for me for for this week at least. Uh, Lucas, what else have you been playing besides uh, the old Animal Crossing? Yeah, besides that, um, w- my son wanted to go back to Super Mario Odyssey all of a sudden. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. He's been watching Let's Plays of some family-friendly uh, people playing it. I think that's kind of pushing him to go back and play a little bit more. Uh, we beat the game, but he wants to go and find more Power Moons. And uh, so we've I've been helping him do that. It. I, I don't mind it to a certain extent, but it's not really a two-player game. You know, no. he thinks mm. it is because I can control Cappy. But, I mean, it's not like I'm another Mario running around and, and mm. doing the things that he can, you know. So I'm more of an assist and he's driving the boat here, which is fine. But uh, that's been kind of the ex- the major part of my gaming these last few weeks. So it's kind of like... <laughs> The part of me that needs to play new games or beat games that are on my backlog is just like, oh, I'm dying slowly inside. But I love you, son. I love you. It's okay. You're just taking all of daddy's time away from him. That's fine. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so other than that, you know, still uh, hammering away at Chrono Trigger. Nice. Uh, Jason, my co-host on Flux to Pose, where we're doing the the, uh, play together, has beat it already, apparently. And I'm like barely halfway through. He just sailed right through the game and he he apologized he's like i'm sorry but i just am like super into it and he's going to be moving soon so now he's basically done and waiting for me to catch up and and beat the game so um yeah uh, i won't go in too much detail here so if you want to hear me talk about that just go check out flux to post yeah i mean jason gets (laughs) jason gets obsessed with things like we know that like it's his true. Smash Brothers loop, like he'll he'll dig into something, he just devours it, and that's clearly what he did with Chrono Trigger because it's not like that's a short game. Like, yeah. no, not at all. 
He right. was talking about doing that uh, horrible the side missions that they added in the DS. Oh version. God, yeah. Well, no, he did. He did do them, didn't he? Because he said yeah, he, he came out of it super OP, and that's how he tore through the rest. Yeah, it took like three or four hours. And yeah, I'm just like, that sounds horrible. I don't think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, um, don't do it. But yeah, so I'm playing. You know, thirty minutes to an hour here and there at night. Uh, so it's going to take me a little while, but I'm enjoying that too. So do they have the side missions? Like you're, you're playing on steam, right? Yeah. But that's based off the mobile version, which is based off based the, the 3ds the DS version, which okay. is based off the PlayStation. Ver- yeah. Okay. It's, it's I, I just didn't know if the, the side missions were in that one versus playing it like the yeah. SNES version. Okay. To my understanding that it is. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Don't do that. Just, just play. I'm just going to go straight to Lavos and, and get my... Yeah, just get the bad ending. It's still an ending, right? You still <laughs> won. You still I'm beat done. the game, rather. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. But Jason, uh, my ending was totally different. It only took me three hours to beat the game. What took you so long? Yeah, that's going to be the hard part when we try to talk about the road to the ending and how all the different things we did. It's going to get a little hairy, keeping track of all this time travel and all the different things that we've done. Because it already came up, and like I said, I'm barely halfway through it. So yeah. it's going to get a little squirrely, but uh, I'm enjoying the ride so far, and... Uh, with Steam Link and being able to like play on my phone and stuff, oh, that's right. I am yeah, able yeah. to be a little bit less glued to my computer. But uh, yeah, it's fun. I wish I could play a new game. I mean, Animal Crossing, <laughs> Animal Crossing, but I'm not playing as much as I should. So or would like to, I guess. Yeah, but that, yeah, it's not a should because as we all know, like Animal Crossing isn't a game. It's gonna be one you can beat anyway, and you got to play <laughs> yeah. it for a year to see everything just in general anyway. Yeah, true. So the different holidays and seasons and whatnot. So it, that's take it as you want it, man. I think I'm almost past the waiting a day for things to be built and that type yeah. of thing as like resident services and the clothing shop and, and stuff like that. So once that's over with the, the feeling of having to set up, then, mm. you know, it'll be more about getting things customized and like i don't even have good furniture i just have like the stuff i found or um people have sent me so i just have all sorts of like just random baseball glove uh chair (laughs) mixed with like this yellow rug and then like ship deck flooring with you know whatever uh wallpaper it's a weird eclectic (laughs) eclectic that's a nice way of putting it eclectic yeah uh one tiny room house so that i still haven't paid off (laughs) It's a little too real, those home loans. That, yeah, I know. The only, I'm like, man, I, I wish there was no interest on my real loan. Nice. You pay, pay whenever you want. Okay. Wouldn't that be nice? Be pay what you want, when you want. No end of the loan. You know, you just, you just run out of storage, which I mean, we do anyway. Right. right. Yeah. I also <laughs> wish I could go hit rocks and make money too. So I mean. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Throw that money tree. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. Just don't put in over $10,000. I saw a YouTuber do that and they put like a ton of money in there and only got like the 30000 back. And no. I was like, no, oh. that's so bad. But thank you for testing for me. Yeah. <laughs> Glad it wasn't me. Exactly. Sorry yeah. for your loss. Almost tarantulas. God. Oh, God. Tarantulas. <laughs> tarantulas. Tarantulas. That's my wife's new obsession is doing the tarantula island. Yeah. Like making your own, making customizing your own? it. I was doing that the other night. Oh, yeah. yeah. She had me test it. She's like, hey, I read this online. I'm going to make you do it to see if it works because I don't feel like doing all that work. And I'm like, okay, great. Nice. And it worked. It, it took a while. Like it still takes a while to do it all yeah. and catch enough because it's not like. So the tarantula island you can get to is like swarming with tarantulas. Yeah. The trick really only gets you one or two at a time anyway. So you're still just running in circles all around the island over and over again. So. Mm. It took me a good hour to like fill up my inventory between that and Atlas moths the other day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But Hey, that's a good money haul. I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so that wraps up kind of what we've been playing. So that's enough hearing from us, everybody. It's time to hear from you. So it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from Garrick. He kind of asked a question early on that quickly evolved into a much bigger story as the day went on that he didn't realize it was going to at the time. But he asked, do we think Cyberpunk is still going to hold that release date, even though they said they're still on track for September release date, which uh, then an article came out that Cyberpunk said basically, hey, no matter what, we're still sticking to September. Uh, Corona is not keeping us away. Um, and then it further devolved and they said, uh, let me get my notes up here that, um, it wasn't going to, it was definitely going to come on September. Uh, if they need to, they will release digital and not worry about physical at the time, which I thought that was interesting. Cause that was the second question he asked that, is this going to be the first game to come out in digital only if they can't do the physical releases? So we're seeing mm-hmm. stuff like naughty dog delay last of us two, and also that kind of stuff. And I think it's more about the logistics of getting stuff, uh, done. Uh, physically versus getting it out digitally. The digital release game would be super easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Cyberpunk even said that there will be a day one patch. We kind of figured that with the game like this, there was going to be a day one patch anyway. That's not a big deal. But the big news, I think, in it was that if you have an Xbox Series X, it'll upgrade the game automatically. However, PS5 will have its own separate SKU. That was a money deal. Definitely. That's That's what I'm thinking. It just seems weird because that would be... Sony's decision? Mm, I think it might have been Xbox decision and to put a stamp on that game because they've been supporting that game since the beginning, right? That whole Keanu moment, all of that. Xbox is like, we're going to give you this kind of a platform. This is our plan for the future and you need to do it and give it to Sony. (laughs) That is true, but I'm wondering if Sony even has the option for like the smart delivery and and stuff like that. Like that's kind of where I was getting at with that. Like, I don't know if Sony was ready when Xbox says, hey, we're doing that. I don't know if Sony has something in the works to combat that hmm maybe not maybe i know like they're saying that it's going to be backwards compatible so right. technically but the up res version exactly being that's more kind expensive, of the thing. oh geez i mean it doesn't see like it's technically impossible because you still right. it still knows you have the game and installs the version on your console that is for your console but I don't know. It, yeah. it, it seems weird to not offer it in all places unless there was a contractual thing that they had to do it for one and not the other. That's true. And we're seeing that already with things, you know, Call of Duty doing the weird stuff that they're doing with Sony versus Xbox and Control yeah. gets, you know, the, the DLC is on uh, PlayStation before it's on Xbox, which kind of made no sense. It was just the DLC. It wasn't the game initially or anything of that nature. So mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot more of these kind of weird backdoor deals um, to going on. So yeah, I, you might be honest on this. Like I was just, I read it personally as more of like, does Sony not have an option for the smart delivery? Like, yes, it will play. You can play. It's backwards compatible. But as we know, as gamers, there's a big difference from saying, okay, I can play this Xbox 360 game and have it look like it did on 360, or it can look like it's on Xbox Series X has been up res, better frames, all that kind of stuff is going on. That could be the deciding factor here for some people when making this purchase choice. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, games like you know The Witcher, it's a resource hog. It really is. Mm-hmm. You're going to want it to look and run as best as possible to avoid that jank. So this might be the, I don't want to say nail in the coffin because it's definitely not for Sony being as big as they are right now. But it just seemed like a weird phrasing on there. And I'm, one, I'm just worried if Sony doesn't have something to actually combat Xbox. Xbox has really been pro-gamer. Uh, with things like Game Pass and, and Game Pass Ultimate and, and all this kind of stuff they're doing, you know, the the smart delivery and all this kind of stuff, 
they're really pro gamer. I'm wondering if it's just Microsoft beating that same drum. Like we're here for you gamers. And Sony's like, we're here to make money and kind of that different well, mentality. Yeah. Do you remember back when the PlayStation four launched and mm-hmm. like, I think it was call of duty ghosts and uh, Assassin's Creed black flag. And those games were on the old consoles. Yep. But if you had the disc, you paid 10 bucks, you inserted the disc and it worked like a key to unlock yep. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine Sony could still do that. I'm really thinking this is a marketing slash money deal that they signed up with Xbox. And so they have to give some kind of perk to Xbox and that's the perk they're giving. Plus PlayStation just trumps the Xbox and the numbers out there in the market. So they don't need it the same way that Xbox needs that. Like we've got this awesome thing. You need to come for us because Sony's got naughty dog (laughs) sony's got you know like the god of war guys you know like all this stuff that's coming that no matter what you know like spider-man 2 (laughs) when it comes like they've got some like so easy to catch us and say like yeah i'm gonna buy a ps5 because i'm not gonna miss out on these games that's that's very very true so you're probably onto something there um one of the other notes from the from the the calls and stuff that came out afterwards was also PC is leading in pre-orders over consoles combined, yeah, which is kind of crazy to see the combined. Like so, ahead of Xbox and PlayStation, PC is being both PC master race for Lucas. <laughs> yes, that's right. Everybody's PCs will melt unless you've won one of those giveaways from. Uh, oh God, you where you got the special? Aren't they box. pretty? <laughs> they are. They are They're so, so great. pretty. So I said I had a story for you guys when we said it's time to talk cyberpunk stuff. So are you guys familiar with Steve Saylor, the blind gamer? Yes. Yeah, he's a buddy of mine, lives here in Toronto too. And uh, he and I one day, because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Jared Petty, who was on Kind of Funny, was on IGN, now we're from Google Stadia. Yeah, he did this really cool thing when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out and the lead up to it's almost like a, a podcast about that game uh, he called it red dead radio and it was like a mm-hmm. love uh, story too uh, and a love letter to um the red dead series and country westerns and all this kind of stuff so um when when cyberpunk steve had gone down to e3 and saw the saw the game and he was just tweeted he was like wouldn't it be cool to do a podcast that's like red dead radio but just for cyberpunk and i'm like sign me up so we had all intentions of doing this podcast and they're still going to, but we've had to reschedule it a <laughs> yeah, few right. times now. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, if you don't come out in September, good Lord. <laughs> like, I really want to do this because I am nerding over this game so hard. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I, Lucas and I are both super psyched for this game. Like this has been our, on our top, you know, pick since E3. I think we both had this mm-hmm. on the top of our list for first impressions. Yeah. I, I think you know, CD Projekt Red is really good about sticking to their guns when they say something. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely will come out in September, but I would not be surprised with the current environment we're in right now that if it doesn't come out physical and it's just digital at first, which I'm completely fine with. At this point, I, I only buy digital, uh, physical games rather, if there's a crazy deal on it. Like I bought the Evil Within physically on Amazon because it was $6. I'm like, okay, I can't get it digitally for $6 yet on the console, so I'll buy it there. Mm-hmm. But everything else, I'm like, I'm just buying digital. It's just so much easier. And I can mm-hmm. pre-order things like two years in advance, have it fully paid for with like, you know, the Xbox currency or PlayStation currency mm-hmm. and not have to worry about it charging my card or forgetting what I pre-ordered. It's like, it's just there. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier. So, and it delays, you know, oh, well, it's delayed. I still have it already paid for. It's fine. What's interesting too, is often you buy the disc, you put it in and it still has to do the full download because yes. it yeah. installs the game on your hard drive. So you're mm-hmm. still waiting. Yeah. When I got, um, I think it was, 
I think it was Doom, which is right here. They even went so far as to, yeah, they just made a cardboard cutout and then put it at like a CD, basically. And <laughs> so it's not it a real a, CD. That's a cardboard CD. Yeah, it's just a flimsy cardboard <laughs> CD thing that has my what game code it? on there. And I'm just like, somebody had to like, or you know, some machine had to cut this, die cut this into a like why? And why? somebody and got paid to design that too. And like the yeah. The- it to ship it and like it had to sit on a store shelf and like then it comes with a steel book that i don't pretty... really it's like <laughs> it, it looks nice disc. like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing in it like uh, how was the game ten... uh i wish i could play more of it well it was broken for me <laughs> what? They, broke yes, hdr... what they broke hdr on um on pc for both parties but mostly amd so i was like oh no uh, i don't want to play this until it's perfect so i mean <laughs> it ran really smooth but you know i had 10 less colors or whatever you know <laughs> hdr and uh it, it, it's a fun game but i have yet to go back with back to it because it ruined all my momentum towards it but um yeah i did the same thing that i did with this with uh, uh cyberpunk which was i just pre-ordered it so i wonder if you know they don't do physical. How that's all going to work? Because I've already pre-ordered it through Best Buy, or they just—that's right. You have their Best Buy, or maybe well, you maybe you can switch your pre-order to digital versus the yeah. physical. I don't, do they yeah. do? I just noticed recently that that some of the online retailers do digital too, like uh, Amazon. Does Best Buy do that? Yeah, yes. Best Buy does at do. least in the states. I'm not sure if they do it in Canada or not. But I used they to work may. for Best Buy, and that's when they launched it. Was starting to do that. And you used to even have kiosks that you could go in and actually just hit like it was all like a touch screen, able to print mm-hmm. out a receipt. You take it to the register, and you got the code right there, and you're able to walk out and just enter it in. Interesting. Um, wow. But yeah, on the web, they'll do digital as well. Although from what I've heard, the digital ones on the web there's delays sometimes in those like dev uh, ordered it digital Lucas and he got it like late in the day, the day that it launched. It wasn't like, Hey, you have the code entered in at midnight unlock. It was like, he didn't get it to like late in the day, the day the game actually came out. So Mm. I had it physically before he had it. Yes. Digitally, which is, that's insane. That should never happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to buy it in the Xbox store on my Xbox X and be done with it. I have, I'm the last holdout with uh, Gamer Gamer Club Unlocked or whatever it's called for. Yes, uh, you Best still have Buy. it. So that's that still exists. I don't think that no, exists in Canada anymore. It's, it was canceled, but if you had the subscription, yeah. let you run it out. So there's people yeah. that are like at the tail end oh. of it that still have it. I bought it less than a month before they canceled the service because wow. I was I did it to get. Uh, I had just gotten a Switch and I did it to get like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, somebody right. was like, if you buy like two or three games, it pays for itself, and you know with. Nintendo, you're you're pretty oh, much yeah. screwed when it comes to buying things. Hmm. I'm coming from a PC world where I get games for five dollars on Steam digitally. <laughs> right. It's like just came out yesterday and it's already deeply discounted. And they're like, oh no, no, you're you know, if you're looking for that from Nintendo, you're gonna you're gonna have nightmares. You're gonna buy a 30-year-old game from Nintendo and pay sixty dollars for exactly. it. You're gonna buy it again and again mm-hmm. and again every and new console gonna- you get. And, and you're going like to love it. it while you do it. <laughs> your wallet's going to be crying, but your heart is really going to be like, yay, Mario. <laughs> exactly. That's how it works. Um, so, yeah, do, do you think it's going to hit that September? I do. I yeah. Do. Okay. I trust that of all the of all the video game companies, CD Projekt Red is one of the ones that I'm like, they're going to tell me like it is. They're not going to beat around yep. the bush. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They they've been they've won my trust more than any other video game company. I would sure. say mm-hmm. with quality not BSing us, you know, telling us what, what's really going on and stuff. So I really mm-hmm. appreciate that with them. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so Nathan sends in a question. When playing a game that gives you a choice of a male or female character, 
Which do you choose and why? Lucas, you go first. I knew you were going to ask me first. <laughs> uh, well, it depends on how hot the female character is. Uh, no. I mean, it um, can. <laughs> yeah. Um, or how hot, the, how hot the male character is. Exactly. How attractive either of them are. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when I was younger, I always just was like, uh, I picked the boy character because I am a boy and never gave it a second thought. But now it kind of depends on the game I'm playing and this is going to sound really dumb, but the character that I'm trying to create in this story, depending on if it's an RPG or an action game where it's just a boy girl swap. Uh, but if it's, you know, typically if it's an RPG or something, I'm kind of like, okay, what class am I going to play and what kind of character do I want here? And yada, yada, yada. So really I'd say now it's probably 50, 50, or maybe a little bit biased towards males just because sometimes it's literally just, barely a swap at all you know you're not really yeah. customizing anything it's just boy or girl in which case mm -hmm. i'll just default to boy because whatever but uh yeah yeah it's how I, how I i'm it. pretty similar there too it's it's i don't care either way um if there's a narrative reason for being a male or a female to me that makes more sense like if i'm playing tomb raider i don't have a problem playing tomb raider because it's like oh it's a girl well that's the story they're telling i'm fine with that just like nathan drake is in uncharted he's a guy like that's just it's the story that they're telling um but if i'm given sure. a choice most of those kind of games <laughs> like a like a what was it the last assassin's creed um odyssey no was it odyssey yeah. yes odyssey yeah. yeah to me it didn't matter because i'm like well they didn't rewrite the story whether you're a guy or a girl so i just picked a guy i'm like right, well whatever it doesn't really make a difference to me story-wise um for me personally. So I don't really care either way, but if I'm given the choice, unless there's a narrative reason for picking one over the other, I just default the guy. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm building a character that's supposed to represent me, then more often than not, I go the female route. It's unless, unless there's something really freaking cool about the aesthetic of one of the other characters. Maybe it's some other like crazy race and they're like bulky and like, it looks just looks cool. And I'm like, okay, mm, yeah. no, I want to play as that. But yeah, like in the case for Assassin's Creed, it, it for Odyssey because Odyssey is special in the sense that I feel like you really grow attached to Cassandra, Cassandra, mm -hmm. or um, is it Alexios? I think so because it's right. Nemos, yeah. yeah. Those two characters, depending on which one you choose hmm. and how you really live out your life in ancient Greece, and I feel like I would have felt way different about them if I had done the roles the other way. So sure. Catherine played with the opposite of me. So she, you know, like the concept of going and seeing Cassandra being the villain after I spent so long with her and she is my mystios and she's a badass and, you know, she, she's been in every relationship you can think of. Cause that came in. <laughs> <laughs> it's ancient Greece. Come on. Exactly. So I think that for that game in particular, I think it really changes your perspective. And the fact that, you know, I interviewed the the gentleman who voiced uh, Alex Alexios and um, it's so different because they had to kind of like chat with each other almost and get direction of how to do things. Cause they're essentially oh, acting out the exact right. same scenes. Mm -hmm. Right. So how yeah. trippy is that to be like, Oh, well maybe his delivery is one way and her delivery is different way. And they may have yeah. to go back to like one or the other and like really fascinating to see how they played that out. While if I'm playing destiny, it's not like it really matters too much, right. but I right. want the, the, you know, I want the character that looks the most badass. <laughs> Well, and so we that, don't want another Commander Shepard scenario where there was clearly one voice actor who was much, much better than the other. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. 
Because that's the the best example, right? Because the mm. female is better. Yes, um, I think so. And see, I only picked male, and then of course because you can import your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're kind of stuck, yeah. and so I never got to experience the female side of. Uh, which uh, do you know offhand who that was? It's the the woman who does like every girl and everything ever. It's not, like. it's not Cat Bailey. Oh, it's oh, not. Thank okay. you. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have. think so. Do you guys mind if I go clicky clicky? Because I will. Oh, great. Yeah, we do that. We do that too. I bought a ke- a keyboard specifically to go clicky clicky on the podcast. <laughs> clickety clickety. Commander Shepard, uh, Mark Meir, and Jennifer Hale. Yeah. Jennifer Hale. So yep. Mark Mail. Me. Mark. Me- I can't even talk anymore, guys. That's what happened. <laughs> Mark Meir. He. I found that he did a fairly decent job in that game. But like, when you have one character that like totally like one voice performance that takes it and, and like Mm -hmm. owns it, it makes it kind of hard. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like the same thing happened with Assassin's Creed because everybody just got drawn to Cassandra. Right. She became the leader of that game, the champion of that game more so than Alexios did. I think so. It's probably avoidable to a certain extent to have that happen. It's true. Mm -hmm. Um, So Donnie asks, here's, here's one of left field. Where do you think Carol Baskin's husband is? In the taiga? <laughs> I, I think so, too. He is... He, he Actually, no. He's, like, uh, decomposing feces right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's not, yeah. yeah. Lucas, I assume you're in, in the same boat. I mean, it's tough because you're watching that and you get so many... Like, my wife had quite a journey with Carol Baskin. Uh, <laughs> like, she started out, like, she's helping these tigers. I, like, she's coming from a completely different perspective and then as the documentary continues it's just like your opinion of her goes down and down after watching the first episode of that you go through so many emotions because you're like okay who's the who's the one i'm supposed to be rooting for who's the villain Mm -hmm. come on now who's and then you're like uh, I don't know if it, it feels like like in that first bit, you're like so emotionally distraught because you're like, I, I need to watch more because this is like yep. a train wreck. Yeah, there's nothing to cling on to. You're just like, there's just all of the stuff you're presented with and you're left with your own conclusions. And it's like, there's nobody good here. Nobody here is a good. Person. No, they're all bad. Nope. They're, they're, they're all, all bad. bad. <laughs> they're all bad. Having these poor creatures cooped up and and. Treating them the way they are. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The Walmart meat truck. Come on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. So if you didn't know, I think Netflix announced it today. Actually, there's a Tiger King special coming out yeah. on Easter. So, yeah. With, oh with, with the guy who uh, came in, swooped in and stole the the uh, zoo or whatever you want to call it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I can't remember his name. Though. I can't remember his name either, but the douchebag that definitely had something to do with her attempted murder. <laughs> too. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, man, it's a train wreck, but I can't wait. Like, we already planned our Easter plans because we can't do anything, obviously, with people. So it's just our house. We're like, all right, we're watching this. So we're having Easter dinner. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Roll the TV out to the table. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Carol Baskin. Jesus loves tacos. Let's have some Easter tacos. Um, <laughs> Easter tacos. Now, there's a tradition. We do. start. That's what we do. We no do it at way. my house. Yeah. So. Easter is like, so my in-laws are like snowbirds. So they're down in Florida this time of year, typically. So it's just me, my wife, my three kids, uh, and then my sister-in-law, her husband, and now they have a, a newborn. Mm-hmm. And every Easter, like we didn't have like the rest of the family to go hang out with. Like Easter wasn't a big holiday where the whole family got together. So we just started doing it with just us. Mm-hmm. And the first time we did it, we made tacos and we're like, Easter tacos. All right, whatever. We'll go with it. And it's been like five years going now. So now it's like planned like 
we got to do tacos on Easter. So, oh, I'm going to ask my husband if he wants to do that. We'd yeah, we, we go all out black beans, like the street corn. Oh, like we, we do everything. God. Do you put You're making uh, me hungry? Do you put that Easter grass on top and stuff? Yeah, right on top. <laughs> that we make, yeah. Just sitting on the top. And oh, we're like, God. take this peep, throw it away. Eat the taco. That's that's the dessert. We make peep tacos for dessert. Um, <laughs> I, side nah. note, I bought peeps on a skewer. That's and a thing? I just think, yeah, they're like peep, peep pops, basically. And I just thought that was the oddest thing ever to just somebody like took five peeps and just shoved them onto a bamboo skewer or whatever. Oh, poor I'm peeps. Like, I know. I'm like, this is just such an awful Easter image. Just these Animal peeps and pale. Did they at least like dipped in chocolate or something? Or they're just regular peeps? No, on a stick? they're just regular. I just did bought, they, they were like a buck or something. They, okay. okay, they didn't charge more the fact that you got the skewer. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, okay. I mean, if I went into it, it's probably more per peep than actually buying the, yeah. the normal package. But uh yeah, I, I'm like, I don't know if my son's gonna like these because it's those are a divisive candy, you know? Mm. There's a lot of people who That's hate them. That's true. A lot of people who love them. It's just marshmallow, isn't it? Yeah, with sugar. The sugar on uh, there you go. Now, have you played have you played Chubby Bunny yet though? <laughs> <laughs> Only in the bedroom. (laughs) There it is, folks. There it is. Earning that PG-13 rating. Yep. (laughs) All right. Moving right along then. Segway out of here. So Devin's last question rounds it up. Uh, What will it take to get Kevin into some good headphones and a 1X or Series X dot 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 stimulus check? (laughs) Prime question. So backstory here, Leah, is I'm notoriously the cheap gamer. So I have an Xbox One S. I have a launch PS4. Okay. I have the OG Nintendo Switch, and I don't expand the memory on anything. I just manage my inventory. Okay, I delete the me- games. The memory thing I can find, that that's hard. That's real hard, especially <laughs> on that Switch that has, like, no memory. So, I like, think I have a 32-gig game... card in mine, and that's it. Yeah, but I can understand the the sticking with the OG consoles. I mean, I got two day one Xboxes sitting right there and a PlayStation day one, too. And, yes, they do sound like airplanes about to take off, but they're not broken <laughs> yeah. yet, so I'm right. not going to replace them yet. <laughs> Yep, makes perfect sense. But that's what I do. And they, they've all been buying, everyone in our community now has been buying, uh, was it Arctic headphones? So Steel, it is? Series, Steel Series, uh, Arctic. Yeah, Arctic. They, they're all starting buying these headphones. And they like range from like, I think the low end was like 80 and then it goes up to like 250 for these Steel Series headphones. Too. Yeah. yeah. So that's more like three hundred and fifty dollars Canadian. <laughs> well, that's very true. And and Haley was uh, one of our Canadian people that are in, that are on staff. Yeah. She just bought them too, and she so she paid more. To get these as well but they're knocking me because i have a pair of astro a10s that worked perfectly for me i still get kind of like virtual surround sound out of it. i can hear things on different sides i can tell what's behind me in front of me mm-hmm. like they work fine but they're like no no you need to upgrade to these i'm like Why? no i don't i'm not into that like you no. gotta use that use the tech until she dies right. i have a second gen ipad they only just replaced at christmas time because i can't actually update the operating system anymore and i'm afraid youtube is gonna oh, die yes. yep, yep, so yep. like i use that for like as long as my husband and I have been together, that thing is like, it's like a workhorse. But I'm like, if it works, why would I replace it? Mm-hmm. Right? I, I recently only got these headphones that I'm wearing now. Uh, they're HyperX. I don't know what. And uh, I only picked those up because the Mad Cat ones that I had for like eons died. So right. I'm like, why bother yeah. replace it if it still works? That's that's what I did. I had I had worse headphones than this before and one side went out, so I bought a new pair. And even these were like only 50 bucks, so I didn't spend anything astronomical. Mm-hmm. But they got the good cushy ear phone things. I got the mm-hmm. the microphone and all I have to do is flip it up and it auto mutes. So that's a good feature if like I don't feel like talking to people while playing a multiplayer game, just flip it up. Yeah. Has everything I want. I'm perfectly fine. I don't need mm-hmm. to buy $180 headphones because I can get three of these for less than that. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. They don't even look ridiculous. I mean, that's the real hard thing to avoid is that, like, if you buy a $40 yeah. pair of headphones, it's like, Gamer X, uh, awesome. RGB is just glowing on the sides. Yeah. I hate yeah, that. Exactly. No, I hate that. Black or blue. <laughs> don't upset Dev. He loves his RGBs. Well, my keyboard oh, no, is glowing right God, now, don't. too. RGB is like my great. Oh yeah. Right <laughs> oh yeah. Show off the keyboards. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. glowing. Yep, yep. RGB lights. Red. Everything in my house. I have those Philips smart lights, and I'm yes. just like, hey nice. Google, make this a moody mm-hmm. place. And you know what? It's really helped during this whole like social isolation oh, God, thing. Yeah. Because, like, in the daytime, we open the windows and all bright and everything. And at night, when we go and watch movies and play games and whatever, it really mm-hmm. sets the stage. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is the – well, I can't really say I paid for it and good money spent because they were given to me from Philips. But, you know, like, I, I got to give them props because, right. like, the quality of their gear is fantastic. It's easy to set up. And it's really making a cool atmosphere that takes me out of the everyday. So, yeah, no, RGB is fine. I just hate them when they're, like, they look – gamer if that has yeah. an aesthetic mm-hmm. yeah no. <laughs> yep. you know like and i'm just like oh really that stereotype mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. yep yep so yeah. no dev my stimulus check is going to a new hot water heater so oh. that's that's but pretty much is it gonna have it. rgbs on it i'll put i'll <laughs> throw some on there I'll Imagine. get some. Stri- I'll get some strip lights from Amazon. There you go. And I put it underneath. Yep. It's <laughs> in my laundry Christmas room. I'll just, yeah, I'll RGB my laundry room because that's where the hot water heater is. So we'll go nice. for it. Nice. Um, so yeah, that wraps it up for questions this week, everybody. Thank you for sending those in. As a reminder, you can always reach out to us on Twitter or hit me up in the Discord, and we will answer your questions as ridiculous they may be or as serious they are. We're happy to oblige. But it's been a week, so it's time to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. Lucas, sir, you have the ball. Excellent. Uh, Speaking of gaming decor and accessories and such, I thought this was a pretty cool little article. Apparently, uh, okay, so gamer chairs, right? We have Mm -hmm. office chairs. You can't just, it doesn't cut it just to have your, picked it up at, I barely see it. Yeah, my uh, new purple one. Yeah. Purple. Purple, man. That's awesome. That's what it is. Purple chair. Yeah. I yeah, love I mean, that. seriously, it's always blue or red. Yeah, I can't see. It looks black, but it's purple. Yeah. No, it's I have to be on brand purple. with the blue. That's why. But yeah. There you go. You have expectations to upgrade. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> thing I'm particular on. <laughs> um, So they have these chairs that are apparently uh, uh, noble chairs is, mm-hmm. is coming out with chairs. That are based in Fallout and Doom universes. So they're basically going to... I think they have one uh, Fallout chair that you can see here as a, as a mock-up or example where they have... Uh, uh, what's his name? Vault Boy? Can't yeah, remember. Yep. Vault Boy. Yeah. Um, Give him the old thumbs up on the chair. You got the the aesthetic. It's, it's blue. It's got kind of your... Uh, your whole deco look mm-hmm. going on there. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're doing a Doom one, which I haven't seen, but it was... Yeah, there's no picture for it. But. Ex- explained as being kind of that army green or whatever with a little bit of uh, red for the Doom logo and stuff. But my question is, are these chic or stupid? Because I could see it going either mm-hmm. way. I mean, you know I'm a sucker for Fallout stuff, so... Yeah, well, do you, does this does this speak to you then? <sighs> so the the... The view that you sit on, I don't really know to say the front of the, I guess the front of the chair. Mm-hmm. I like that look isn't bad. Mm-hmm. The back of it seems weird because he's sitting in a mock version of the same chair, but it's in black. Yeah. So, I mean, kinda... that that part I don't like. 
Um, and then like if it really says prepare for the future on the back of the chair, that seems kind of weird too. It's just not an aesthetic you'd see. Like if it was just the front, just just do plain blue on the back. Back that's fine. My bigger gripe though is actually not with the design of it. It's just it doesn't look like a great gamer chair. Like the armrests are. I mean, they, to me, they seem like the stiff ones. Mm-hmm. So like mine on this chair here, actually, I can flip my armrest completely all the way up or, or down. Oh. So like, so if I'm like working, like if I work during the day from home, I can get up out of the office real quick, I, you know, out of the chair real quick to go do stuff. Yeah. But if I'm locked in and I'm in gamer mode and I want to just like lean back, mm-hmm. I got the armrest and it's good to go. Um, hmm. These are obviously just, you know, in place arms that you can put up and down only. Like you can't actually move them. Like I can't mind. And I mean, how much do these chairs go for? Noble chairs are pretty pricey, aren't they? Four hundred, five hundred dollars. Yeah, at least. I was gonna say these. Mine was a hundred buck Amazon deal, <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm good. It's cool looking. Like I get it, and it's it's a bit of nostalgia for people who have like that themed gamer room. That it's probably mm-hmm. a good touch piece. Um, I don't know that anybody's doing a Doom game room, but I know people that would do a Fallout themed room. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, all right, I like, but I like yeah. the Doom aesthetic more because it's metal. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I have a feeling as long as they don't go to go too corny, like this one, the follow one is sitting on that fine line right mm-hmm. now. Where the front, mm-hmm. I like the front. Yep. the back looks slapped on there. Yep. So it's like, it really why does. did you not take as much time to make that as nice of an image as the front of it is? Because the front, mm-hmm. the front's integrated well. Like, like Vault Boy looks pretty cool in there. You know, he's kind of mm-hmm. off center. You know, it's got more of a designerly look to it. But the back is just like, here's the sticker slap. Yep. Yeah. 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 I kind of would prefer almost like an in-universe chair where it just looks like it came straight out of the game as opposed yes. to having the Do you mean a broken, it? decrepit, rusty yes. with holes in it? Get I'm sitting out from it. those right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm already there. It'll yeah. squeak just like the one you have now too, Lucas. It'll feel good. Like that's true. The Doom one just has puddles of blood all the over blood. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gashes and bullet holes and guts of creatures. That, that would be the doom awesome. one. I know yeah. that's a chair I would have. I would t- I, I I would do that, but I'd have to. That would have to be the focal point. Everything else would have to be decorated around to theme that, and I find yeah. that difficult. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You'd if have you to have wait one... until Halloween, because that's right. a lot of blood. to get all my yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Wait till after Halloween, get all on then... clearance right after. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like when we're all gonna go Easter chocolate purchasing yes. on Monday yes. and Tuesday if we can get into a pharmacy and that's a grocery true. store. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My chair actually recently broke. Really oh, sad, oh, but yeah. I'm waiting on a part. Then and and the nice nice folks at Clutch are going to send me the part. Nice. But nice. yeah, it's just inconvenient <laughs> that mm-hmm. it happened on Sunday, and I'm working from home. And I'm like, but now I don't have my comfy chair. Oh God! I, so, so it's back there. But when you sit on it, you're falling forward. Oh no! <laughs> just like lean forward. So like it, and it's funny. So I can go through like the bad chair scenario too. So like before all this happened, and I would work from home just one day a week, sometimes two at the most. But now like it's twenty four seven working from home. I have it's in the back. You can't really see it too much, but it's a illustrator's desk from the uh, illustrator's chair from the nineteen fifties. So it is all steel. Like you can't get anything like it anymore. It was my wife's grandfather's, and he was a cartoonist and in, in, uh, marketing. Like he was an artist. So you can't see it. The rest of my room is actually themed in his old artwork that we got when he passed away. Um, so like it's it has sentimental value, but it is mm-hmm. the worst freaking chair to sit in ever. Really? Like, because it's just hard. There's no cushion on it. It was like just oh. leather covered on the bottom. It's just steel. Oh, okay. So like it has no give. It doesn't really recline. Like it actually permanently reclines. Like you it, you can't get it to stay up unless you're sitting in it. If you if you get up off the chair, it immediately goes and like leans back a little bit. Oh. Um. So I was using that, but thankfully I bought this chair right before this happens. So now I have a nice comfy chair. So I'm working. So you got that one off eight Amazon? hours a day. Amazon, huh? you said. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cause yeah, I, that's the problem now is like, I don't know what is going to be allowed to be shipped over the next little while too. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, do I bite true. the bullet now and prep and get something? So at least I have an interim solution or do I just sit on my dining room chair like I am now <laughs> for the foreseeable future until I get the base piece? Yeah. <laughs> Debate. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that Amazon's going to stop shipping stuff. If they can prevent it, it's just the priority of how quick yeah. do you get it. But yeah. even when they say that priority thing, like I feel like stuff's still coming quick. So they're probably just saying that to like save their butts on the prime stuff. So. Yep. Yeah. I'm seeing yeah. dates. Like if I order something, it's going to tell me it'll be here sometime next week, but then it ships. And then all of a sudden I have it, three days later instead of the two and i'm like okay i didn't really need it anyway i was just ordering it because i'm here and i can't go to a store yeah but yeah it seems like they're they're giving you an initial projected date way out there but you're still getting it earlier or Mm -hmm. or the normal time you would get it before Mm -hmm. but yeah good times yeah yeah um so sony had a little bit of news they still haven't really unveiled the ps5 officially but they did give us the controller yeah dubbed the dual sense um, seems to be kind of divisive across the internet besides just the stick placement, which we know that's the never ending argument between Sony and Xbox fanboys, which is the correct status. I don't really care. Um, your thumbs will figure it out. Don't worry. exactly. They always have, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, but it features a lot of cool things. Haptic feedback, built in microphone in the controller this time. So last one had a built in speaker and whatnot. Um, People are already doing like tons and tons of color swaps. We're seeing people customizing their own already because uh, we've only seen the white and black one with the little blue lights on the side from PlayStation so far. Um, looks elegant, vibrant, like very clean, I think. Um, but right away, one of the biggest things that people were quick to point out was the fact that once again, Sony has a rechargeable controller. So no swapping out batteries, no even having the option of putting in a battery pack or any of that stuff. It's just built in the controller is your battery. Uh, whereas Xbox made a point to once again just offer you the old double uh, A alternative as far as swapping out batteries, or you can buy the expandable pack. However, the controller is just as expensive as the Sony one, so it always mm. seems a little bit weird when they do that. So the internet once again is arguing which is better: being able to swap out them double A batteries or being able to recharge your controller. Now, Lucas, you don't really have a a, a team in this matter here, being a PC and Nintendo guy. Oh, but uh, what what are your yeah. thoughts? I know you do still play with controllers, so what's your yeah. preference if you can get them? I mean, okay, so my my basis of comparison is I have the original Xbox One controller that came with the Rift, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, right. Which was packed in before they had any other control method, really, uh, which has batteries. And then I have the Switch Pro controller, which has its own USB-C cable that you can't switch out. Uh, if I remember correctly, you you have to use that particular cable or else it won't charge, I believe. So that's really? been kind of a pain. Wow. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Nintendo um, being Nintendo. That's yeah. True. So thankfully, I only lost it once and was able to recover it because <laughs> I don't have that many of those cables. Uh, but here's the thing. I almost never have batteries because my kids, everything they own takes like eight double A's. <laughs> like it, they, people thought it was bad back when we had, uh, you know, Sega, uh, handhelds. What are the game gear? Nomad game gear. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and so, I mean, those took eight double A's too, but nothing's changed. It's still the case now. In fact, there's more things that take double A's than Uh there ever have been. So, I mean, honestly, it hasn't affected me too much, but right now I don't have any batteries on hand and eventually this thing is going to run out and I'm going to be screwed basically uh, (laughs) when it comes to using this controller. Now that said, 
the argument would be, well, why don't you just get rechargeable batteries, right? That would be the perfect compromise right there is rechargeable batteries. But I'm cheap, and I will continue to buy my Aldi batteries in 24 packs <laughs> for $2 or whatever. So, And they work just like they were costing you dollars to begin with. If you twisted my leg, I'd have to say rechargeable controllers. Yeah. Because you're, you're, I mean, you've got hours of use out of those things. It's true. And I mean, I have both options. So I have my Elite controller for my Xbox, and that runs on the good old double A's. All my Dual Shocks, you know, they're rechargeable. The Nintendo ones are all rechargeable. Actually, Nintendo, I have both. I have a, I have a Power A controller that runs off batteries, but then I have a USB C chargeable one, not the Pro controller, but it's like a third party one that I got cheaper. Um, but yeah, so I do both. Uh, I, did get rechargeable batteries though i got like a deal on amazon so i have like a a multi-battery charger it's like this long can charge about 12 mm-hmm. batteries all at once so i have a bunch of double a's and triple uh, a's in fact um because having switched my entire household to basically streaming only for the last two years we have a ton of the amazon fire sticks and stuff mm-hmm. i always need batteries on hand so i just have an extra stock of double AA and triple a batteries but i do find the rechargeable controllers to be the better alternative because i can just dock it or whatever after the fact so I, I get those chargers for those that you just plug it in like hey i'm done playing i'm gonna put my controller away and it's charging oh, while it's yeah. away mm-hmm. that just makes a hell of a lot more sense to me than saying okay well i can have rechargeable batteries which i do but if i'm in the middle of the game and the batteries die i have to quickly you know take the back off take the batteries off run over there to the other side of the, my game room get the batteries put them back in the controller sync up and hope i didn't die in the meantime like <laughs> yeah it's a pain in the butt because it doesn't always warn you the, at least i've seen on the xbox it tells you like low battery but then five minutes later it's out Whereas like Sony warns you a lot earlier that your battery's about to die. Uh, but I, like I said, I can just dock them and I'm good to go and I'm done playing. But the Xbox ones, you could buy the battery pack that's rechargeable. But the same thing is I can't charge it while it's in the controller. I still would need to remove it. It's so true. it's essentially the same thing. So I'm a chargeable controller kind of guy overall when I have to. That's my preference if I have the choice. Hmm. We spoke about this last night. We were recording our podcast too because is the debate and mm-hmm. what what's interesting too is i have ali who is like so hardcore xbox and she likes the choice and then cat i think cat enjoyed the choice too but i'm like sitting on the fence because i see the pros and cons of each side same thing you guys just said but then when i'm thinking about the batteries like the 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 double a's it's nice to have that choice and i do that's what i did i went and bought those charge docks but then if i'm thinking about just double a batteries i never have double a batteries mm-hmm. and just the thought of going out and spending the money on them and if you want to get decent ones you got to buy the expensive ones and yeah. then you're just throwing them out so they're just going in a landfill and i'm like there's no happy solution <laughs> it all sucks yep. just yeah. play the controller you like to play and be done with it like yep. there's no way to get around it right and if you really don't like that that you know internal battery well then once you're done with the one that came with the console, because essentially you're going to get given one once you buy the console, yeah. well, then go buy a, a, a third party controller and you'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It Just is a get pretty... wired. <laughs> Look, PC gaming, I love wired gear, but when uh-huh. I'm sitting back on my couch, I do not want a cable dragged across my living room and my <laughs> dog is scared of them. So, <laughs> and he's not small. Yeah. <laughs> he's just afraid because I think it's because he always gets tangled up in it. He's not. He's he's a little clumsy. So mm. like even when he tries to walk over it and he's trying so hard, he still manages to pull everything apart. Yeah. So uh, he's just nervous about going by any cable now. What's with dogs when they do that too? They just make it worse by like freaking out and continuing to like move faster <laughs> and more erratically. And you're like, just stop for two seconds. I'll fix it. I swear. No, yeah. they're that's always yeah. It's it's they don't know. They just get worked up and they it's the fight or flight thing. I guess. 
<laughs> Poor the puppers. Big, and the bigger the dog, the more scared they are. Usually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Such little wieners sometimes. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's true. Um, so Xbox had another inside Xbox come out, uh, which was a kind of a different beast because they all did it while social distancing. Uh, we got to see the inside of a lot of people's homes. Um, but I also will say watching it live as I, as I did, it was kind of tough because there was a lot of breakups and skips, at least on mixers. end. um, I heard Twitch didn't really have the same experience, which I found odd because typically mixer seems to run better than Twitch with less, you know, latency and stuff like that. So it was a little weird people watching. Yeah, well, that, that too. So it shouldn't affect it as much on Mixer, but it did. Uh, but they did announce a few um, things kind of going through. I found number one to be weird when they said before the inside Xbox came out that there would be no Xbox Series X talks, yet there was. Like, why go out of your way and say, this is the inside Xbox? We will not be discussing the Xbox Series X. And then you proceed to talk about the Xbox Series X. Well, they didn't say a whole lot. I think everybody's like, when is it coming out? And what is the price? And Mm -hmm. they wanted to make it very clear. This is not the time nor the place. So just talking about hard drive is okay. Because that's essentially a question that they brought upon themselves with when they brought out this like weird thing that we're going to have to put back in the console, which does that bring back memories of memory cards and PS one and PS two to you yep. guys at all? Yeah, like, yep. yes. Oh God, I'm scared about that. They were so expensive. Yeah. Um, and, and we talked about yeah. before our preference yeah. on this thing. We thought it was a little weird that Microsoft was going this route versus what they're doing, but then they kind of give that bad news. Like, Hey, saying, Hey guys, uh, you can put Xbox series X games on any external hard drive you want, but you're gonna have to move them to the internal memory when you want to play them. Yeah, like, that's wait, because what? of the speed. Yeah, I know. Right. Technology wise, totally understand that, right? right? A USB port connected is never going to be as fast as an internal hard drive connected Absolutely. right in, especially if it's solid state. But yeah, it, it, that is weird. But I mean, in the end, that's kind of all I want because the reason why I don't want to uninstall my games all the time is because it takes so bloody long to mm-hmm. download them. Mm-hmm. I like when I got the Xbox One X, I got a hard drive with it and that thing's connected and I love it because now I have all these games while I'm one of these day one edition Xboxes that I have in the in the recording space. Like that thing, I got to keep managing my my game catalog all the time and playing that dance do i have enough memory to do this download and on my playstation like i have to be so careful every single time because i have a version of pt and i do not want to delete that (laughs) so i am so cautious every time i go in there i'm like okay i'm only allowed to do this when i'm not Okay, I, also, guys, I know you guys are PG-13, but uh, marijuana is legal in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> and no, legal in a lot of states. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, no, you're good. So I got to make sure I am uh, not smoking and not drinking because I don't want to have any bad accidents on uh, cleaning up my hard drive. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's always, a, it's always a balance there, but at least they gave us some kind of detail on that. But I feel yeah. like it's the exact same message that they delivered before. Yes. I, I right? Heard that too. They just yeah. reiterated it. Yeah. yeah. It was just weird they pointed that out in this conference where it was kind of like, okay, we get it, but yeah. Mm. Um, once again, technology totally makes sense, but it's less like you kind of brought a downer to the conversation that like, hey, this is inside Xbox. Let's celebrate some announcements, bullet. Let's give you what some people may consider to be bad news. Makes complete sense, as you said, but it's just kind of like, here's your downer. Hey, you can expand all this memory, but you can't use it for the console that you're actually buying now and trying to play. You'll have to move it if you want to. Um, 
but a lot of the cool things that were announced, I've been a big fan of this since we first saw it. Uh, Grounded was shown again. The upcoming survival adventure game, the kind of Honey, I Shrunk the kids S type thing by Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. It's arriving on Game Preview on July 28th. Uh, they did announce, too, that there's going to be a... Um, <laughs> a version of the game that removes spiders for people who are terrified of spiders. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going yeah. to tell Catherine that she is <laughs> terrified of them. I will let her know. <laughs> yep. There is an arachnophobia mode that removes giant spiders for those afraid of them. Wow. Uh, so. Accessibility and, and, and stuff is going like Xbox has, has everything. Yep. It's, it was, it's a strange thing, but it's kind of awesome. It oh, was, I think it's fantastic. There was a um, the everybody on Twitter was like, oh, my God, this looks awesome. But I'm a terrified of spiders. So they actually did it in response to uh, people on Twitter, which I think is pretty cool because mm-hmm. like my wife is terrified of spiders. And I couldn't imagine like, it's hard for me to put myself in those shoes. But like, yeah, I mean, if you had to avoid a game because it, it basically relives your your fears, that would suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when imagine. it's when it's not a horror game, right? You're not putting yourself yeah, purposely in true. that situation. It's just the context that it's like your in individual phobia. Yeah. No, yeah. they didn't say what they replace it with, though, did they? I didn't see that anywhere. Oh my God, imagine. they should, spiders. They should Birds, replace it with maybe? peeps. <laughs> peeps, yeah, <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> you have to beat it with a stick. <laughs> uh, they use a stick in the game. So it makes frightening. sense. A special Easter Day event. <laughs> You just have to collect a bunch of eggs no, and you can unlock no, peak wait. mode. I take that back. No more Easter stuff. I'm done. I'm done for what another have year. You done? <laughs> <laughs> they did announce as well um, some Game Pass announcements. Um, Journey to Savage Planet and Football Manager 2020, which are available today as we're recording it. So if you're listening, it's already there. Um, on the PC Game Pass side, Mistover and Stranger Things 3, the game, are heading over to PC Game Pass in the future. And uh, Yakuza Kiwami... Uh, Alvastia Chronicles, I think is how you say it, is available on both uh, right now and Human Fall Flat Expansion, which is weird. We're seeing some expansions now hit Game Pass, at least on the PC side, which we hadn't seen that a lot before. Like that was kind of their whole, I guess, marketing gimmick was like, hey, play the game for free on Game Pass, but you might still want to buy that DLC, you know, and kind of do things. But now they're starting to offer DLC in Game Pass, which I think is a, a cool thing for gamers yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, which was delayed, now has a release date of May 26th, which I'm not a Minecraft guy by any means, but this game looks wicked cool. I'm I'm all for uh, like a Diablo esque Minecraft experience. Yeah, the aesthetic looks fantastic for that game. I I love Minecraft. Minecraft is like my feel good turn on YouTube videos. You know, watch as I fall asleep kind of thing. There's mm-hmm. something about it that's so like it's so intelligent yet so basic at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the one thing that's kind of been handicapping them over the past little while is the aesthetic. They talked about that HD, like yeah. new look and all that stuff, which is never going to come. I don't think. Um, but now seeing the aesthetic of Minecraft dungeons, I watched one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, pixel Riff, was playing the beta release and man, that looks good. Mm-hmm. And May 26 is very far away. I guess I'll just keep playing Animal Crossing. Just keep gathering eggs. It's fine. Yeah. So you can craft it. <laughs> um, couple other smaller announcements. Journey to Savage Planet expansion, Hot Garbage of all names, uh, launches April 15th. <laughs> what? Hot Garbage? Hot Garbage. I, I, I love saw, it. I downloaded this game to play it uh, on Game Pass. I'll probably talk about it next week because I want to try it out because it looks interesting enough. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Seems to be a very funny game. But yeah, Hot Garbage expansion on <laughs> April 15th. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so weird. SEO for that must be so odd. <laughs> oh, 
yeah uh hotline miami collection dropped which is an i mean it's an announcement but it's i mean we've all played that at this point i think yeah, yeah. um sea of thieves still won't die a new update dro- arrives on april 22nd uh ships of fortune has an expanded reputation system overhauled competitive mode new cosmetics and let's be honest the best part cats <laughs> we can add cats to our ships because cats are known for liking to be on pirate ships right that's because you know they love the water right yeah, oh yeah <laughs> totally just yeah but see if he's still a thing apparently um gears tactics uh is dropping soon ish uh you'll be playing as the shoes of, in the shoes of gabe diaz the father of kate from gears of war 5 uh they said there will be tons of custom cosmetic options but they will not be doing any loot boxes or microtransactions so good on you microsoft for that uh the game went gold today and will be included in the pc game pass at launch of course and uh they didn't touch on the when it's coming to console i know they said uh, they plans were to bring it to console but clearly not at launch it sounds like at least yeah i imagine a game like that i did get to see an early like walkthrough of that um a few weeks ago maybe maybe even last week the days are all blending together (laughs) yeah right yes and uh it it looks really good, but I can understand those types of um, real-time strategy games are sometimes difficult on console. Yes. I think actually the best real-time strategy game that I've played on console is actually uh, Mario Rab- Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yes. And oh, yes. yeah, so like with usability for controls, not overcomplicating mm-hmm. things, that kind of stuff. But if you really want to get deep into that style of gameplay, you kind of need a mouse and keyboard. Yes, I fully so, agree. So if they, hey, let's get solid in the OG place it's meant to be played and then take the learnings and the, you know, test it out and see how they can remap it then for for controller. Don't try and try and figure out the controller stuff at the same time as trying to build the actual game so that it like doesn't do as well on PC. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. smart. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like XCOM, that series did the same thing where it came out first on PC and then came yes. out. Oh, the yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because... I mean, while these games are similar, depending on the abilities you can do and how in-depth these things get, uh, you can't just one control scheme fits every You're right. you know, turn-based strategy game or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a good move as well. And I'm actually weirdly excited for this game because of the uh, because of the whole turn-based thing. And yeah. that's kind of one of my breads and butters. So yeah. mm, I, I love mean that. that- the Halo Wars games were decent too. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I am pretty confident that this would, would work well as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. My, my brother keeps champion that um, it's on game pass mutants. Yes. Uh, with the, the, the pig yeah. and the, the duck, duck. <laughs> Mallard, zero, yeah. year zero. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's called? There's yeah. Like mutant five. year zero. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah, to play that. Go. I need it's, to play that. It's good. It's uh, it has a little, a small level of jank to it, but very like, you know, games that are made in Unity or something like that, where they're they're kind of just a little bit off. But other than that, like once you get past that, I really found that game to be uh, pretty darn good and kind of like a little indie darling because of that weird combination of real time exploration with uh, the turn based combat. So it kind of shook things up a little bit. Cool. And- and the characters are just freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's it. They just look like the whole. That's one thing when you're on Game Pass and you're like flipping through, or if you're on the the PlayStation Store or whatever. <laughs> you know, there's something to be said when you've got attractive cover art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it draws you in a little better, and and that one's party. So yes. yeah, you kind of want to click. Yep. Yep. At least watch the trailer and see what's going on. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so the only other announcement in there is xCloud, Project xCloud is still, you know, expanding and testing things out. So new countries in Western Europe now have a chance to check it out. Uh, they added Dragon Age Inquisition, Unraveled 2, and Sims 4 are now playable through the game streaming service. So still working through uh, that process there. And there's a mobile game coming out, Forza Street. is heading to iOS and Android on May 5th. Uh, playing the game in the first 30 days will earn a special car as a welcome gift as well. They kind of noted that too. So just kind of expanding their different uh, horizons where they can reach you basically on your mobile, on your PC, on your streaming, on your phone for Dexcloud. There's just Microsoft's everywhere at this point. I felt like you were being punny there because you're saying Horizons, Forza. You got whatever. it. I you got, got it. it. Okay, got good. It. All right. All right. <laughs> I knew Lucas wasn't going to get <laughs> LeBron, it. So I knew, the I was blonde hoping. has not gone too far into my brain yet. The bleach. <laughs> so uh last article then lucas i'll give it to you but i will say yeah i'm a little disappointed in you why you didn't give me any fallout 76 news this week i know i mean uh, the only a real announcement is that they did a they have a teaser trailer for it and i mean for what, am I gonna, what am i gonna do just give you a, a like breakdown of everything that happened in the trailer i don't yes. actually play the game i, just I know record on the you just like reporting on it <laughs> i will say though i i, I said it last week I reinstalled it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this to drop, and I will You're see ready. if this if this cures me because was not feeling 76 enough, and I hope this fixes it for me. I do too, actually. I, I mean, I want this game to do well. It was kind of a big joke when it came out at first or was first announced, but I feel like it's kind of gaining some traction, and it's worth it to have a Fallout game that's massively multiplayer. You know mm. what I mean? I. I don't know too much about the Elder Scrolls Online, but it seems like that's doing okay. So yeah. more of these like franchise um, multiplayer games, mm. I feel like is beneficial for gaming. Yeah, I agree. As long as it's done right, not just a cash grab. Yeah, it's nice to have that old faithful that you just go back to and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm yeah. continuing and still progressing, yet it still feels the same. Yeah, yeah. The games like that, and even when I thought of this when you said Minecraft, they've been around so long that they feel nostalgic now, even oh, though yeah. they're coming out with new games. It's so weird. It's, true. it's it's like when Hollywood remakes an 80s movie. You're just like, why? But also, I'm going to see it because yeah. I love whatever it is. Yeah. Exactly. So even though we don't have our, our Fallout 76 running gag, we do have yes. another running gag here for you, Lucas. So go ahead, sir. As the official banana connoisseur of... <laughs> Probably the entire PSVG <laughs> channel. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that if you don't have Animal Crossing and you're still out there toiling away in the soil of Stardew Valley, you're going to get some bananas. Bananas are coming thanks to uh, apparently a Twitter poll. So it's not just me, Kevin. <laughs> the people have spoken. The internet as a whole loves their bananas. And they wanted it in the game. It won out over mangoes, which yuck! I hate mangoes, anyways. Mm. Passion fruits, which uh, what's I don't what's a I feel like fruit? that's not even real. That's not even a real fruit. It's not that pink thing. Yeah. Yeah, but like, wouldn't that be really hard to illustrate in pixel art? I would think so. Probably like yeah. really hard. I mean, but the I bananas mean, don't even look that great to be honest. They're like half moon. <laughs> it looks like a moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all a banana is. It anyway. It's just a moon. It's a piece of a moon. <laughs> it's a lucky charm. Uh. And avocados, which, you know, you forget that's even a fruit, but technically. That's very millennial, so I'm I'm glad they went banana. Yeah, well, then they would have to do a a banana or an avocado toast. Yeah, okay, instead of avocado toast, let's do banana toast. There you go. No, no, I was going to say, that's pretty good. Can you make banana milk? Because if not. Oh, boy, I hope so. 
I hope so. Banana milk. Okay. See, <laughs> yeah. see, this is still a thing in Canada. So I'm surprised you don't know. So this is a running, running gag here beside the banana thing. Banana milk is, mm-hmm. is an actual thing. So this is going back to my childhood. So I'm a kid of the eighties. So if you remember Nesquik used to only do powder, you'd have to right. take scoops of powder, do it in the milk. Yeah. They made a banana milk. I had no idea. And yeah, it's still available either. in Canada. If you go on Amazon, you can get banana milk huh. in Canada. Um, huh. And it I was my favorite is. as a kid. They had strawberry ones. I mean, like yep. banana yep. was always, I always felt like the butt of the vegetables mm-hmm. because like it was made into medicine that you get for earaches that tasted terrible. It was mm-hmm. the runt that was disgusting in the, all the different the runt, runt flavors, fruit. like poor banana. Cause like banana is a pretty good fruit. Like mm-hmm. it's great with peanut butter, dipping it in chocolate. Like it's got, it's got its own peel. You don't got to wrap it up in nothing. You know, like it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty handy fruit to carry around and have as a snack. But it always ends up like the rind of the deal. But I never, and you know, I've seen it in smoothies. It's usually mm-hmm. often the base of smoothies, but never banana milk. And That's it is a delicious. New one. It's mm. delicious. See, we we have in my area. I'm in New England. We have coffee milk. So is it milk that tastes like coffee? Like milk that no, tastes like it's chocolate? Just like you have chocolate syrup that you put in to make chocolate milk. It's coffee syrup that makes your milk taste like coffee. Wow, who makes that? Wow um eclipse makes it but autocrat is the original maker that's actually a company in rhode island the state i'm the state i'm from okay. it's kind of the only place you can get it but it is a legit thing coffee milk yeah because I we like run the sounds of that we are just obsessed with coffee in new england as it is so naturally we had to find another way to ingest it by saying like well no no this is milk it's okay i thought it was yeah. tea in new england no that's <laughs> just because of history tea. yeah no, we, we threw this in the ocean in new england so we threw it in the water yep i'm just yep. confused because you were saying coffee instead of coffee coffee i don't have the okay. accent you All know right. that so here's the th- yeah there's so many there's so many accents and over the internet over time like you just kind of lose it all the time right mm-hmm. yeah. yep yep and I, I did say wicked though so i, I gave you that much but they got yeah. wicked hot yeah i didn't say we parked the car and we had some coffee milk you know oh my no, goodness i didn't do that I don't do that. It's shenanigans. All do you right, know let's... of a band called um, Hard with multiple A's in it from Boston? Hard? Wicked. Yeah. And they have a song called Wicked Hard. No. And, the, and it goes on and it's nothing but like that. Like the lyrics are, we parked the car at Harvard Yard. Like it's really like oh, just God. owning that. It's owning it. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> I will be Googling that immediately after the show. Yeah. I will yes. find it for you. If not. You perfect. <laughs> perfect. All right, Lucas, let's let's yeah. get out of here then. So, uh, Leah, like as the guest, where can people find you and connect with all the wonderful things you do online? Sure. So I am Leah Jewer, L-E-A-H-J-E-W-E-R, on most social media platforms. But Girls on Games can be found all over the internet. Uh, we are The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook, just Girls on Games on Instagram. And then we have our website, girlsongames.ca, that has links to all the podcasts, the back episodes, um, content, you know, different things you want to read, cool videos of us being silly, um, using a cat for scale to uh, measure a monitor. That's a funny thing that's on our website. Cat for scale instead of banana for scale. That's- cat for scale. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then, and then, yeah, all the other stuff like Discord and the podcast and all that jazz. So yeah, go check us out there. And thank you for having me. This thank you for being here. Absolutely, this was this was a fun, delightful surprise. As I said, not a disappointing surprise like Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> Lucas, where can people connect yeah. with you and the other stuff you do out there? Y- you know me by now at heavy metal underscore riff on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Discord making silly jokes. And like you said, we go back and forth in each other's servers and when we cause chaos. We we make every channel random. That's what we do. That's, That's the best way I can put it. 
That is what we do. Uh, you guys can follow me, as you know, at PSVG Kevin on all the social medias, all the gaming platforms, all that great stuff. To follow the entire network and everything we do, head on over to PSVG.blog. If you want to support us, of course, patreon.com slash PSVG, which gets you access to all the great DLC and Patreon exclusive shows just for you. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, hopefully, for telling a friend. Thank you to Leah for joining us. Anytime, yes. boys. Anytime. This was a blast. Awesome. You hear that, people? Somebody actually likes us. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Exactly. But most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop gaming. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.